0: I want to hear a few of our stories from 2021 or 2017, because we were just kind of chatting before we jumped on here of which year was crazier, why they were crazier, and just sharing some stories. So for me, you mentioned 2021 was crazier, and overall, like sales volume was more nuts by far, but we were just set up better. So we had been through it before, 2016, 17, it was me and Jamie, literally running around working 18 hours a day. It was insanity. And you mentioned you in your office with your dad and Devin and uh, what's the other person's name? Nairi. The four of you just like printing and stapling and like yeah. things are going crazy. Bells are ringing. It's nuts. 21 offers come in. And that was me every Monday night. I would purposely plan multiple offers on Mondays. One do it three or four. One do it five. One do it seven. And I would just have pieces of paper in front of me. And as offers came in, I would write down the important things, the agent's name, their phone number, and just keep track. So like anytime someone called me, I just look through my sheets and be like, okay, 778912, Okay, that's John. John, what's up, buddy? You're <laughs> like 50 grand short. You know this. You gotta come up.
1: <laughs> and Crazy. it was
0: insanity. There would be there would be Mondays where I'm handling three multiple offers that each have six to ten. I'm writing three to there was a Monday where I think I wrote seven or eight offers for buyers. So you're dealing with 30 to 40 contracts that are going all over the place. And it's just complete insanity. And we came out of that year after all these wild experiences. And we just said to each other, we're like, there has to be a better way. (laughs) Like our service is suffering here. Like we're still very knowledgeable in the industry. We're giving people good advice, but we have 35 clients going to open houses across the lower mainland and we're not going to any of them because we're doing our own right we have 8 12 14 open houses each weekend that the two of us are doing and we just can't there's no capacity to be at all of these with buyers so there's times where we're like writing offers on homes that we haven't even seen the home yeah and it was just there's not enough time in a day and so that's when we started growing the team is like it doesn't seem like we are losing traction in this industry. It seems like we just keep getting busier and busier. And we want to share this service with other people so that they can grow in this industry. But we also want to share it with more people, with more consumers that we're now starting to turn away. Like it was at the point where we would have leads come into our um our email and I would literally just forward it to another realtor and we were at Sutton at the time. Or just for it. Be like Marco. That's, that's wild. I, I literally don't have three minutes to email this person. And we would just send it. Just if they ever transact, just send me 25%. I trust you. See you later. So that was later. your 2016, 2017 year? 16, it started getting crazy. 17 was one, I think 160 transactions, just me and Jamie. It was wild. And then there was like a little bit of a roller coaster. So we were really prepared for 2021. And so to me... I mean, like, to me, it felt like a pretty routine year. Things were crazy, but we had seen worse before, like crazier. And so when a listing would get 12 offers, it was like me and one other person usually dealing with multiple offers that evening. And it would just be like, okay, Monica, you're calling these five. I'm calling these five. We're going to go in opposite rooms. We're going to come back and we're going to wait till they call us back. And then we're going to give the seller good news. And so it was like a machine. We went from 2017, 2016, there would be multiple offer situations that lasted three or four hours, which is short in terms of the full average of the industry. But 2021 was like 45 minutes. Like, John, you're not even close. Do you know why it's 45 minutes? You're not even close. You You got 15 minutes.
1: 15K over ask and 400 over ask. It's an easy decision.
0: So one of the things I firmly, firmly, firmly believe in is anyone that writes an offer gets a phone call always i don't care if you're 150 under asking and the winning the leading offers to 300 k away from you call every single person so if there's times where you're getting 20 plus offers and it takes a little bit more than 45 minutes but it's a quick phone call thanks so much for your offer really like that letter unfortunately you're not even close they got to come up significantly otherwise work with another group and if their agents message back is like you know they're stretching themselves they're at the top of their budget okay, thanks so much. It's just not going to work for this one. We're going to work with another group. Thank you. 30 second phone calls. And we just dialed in the system. Yeah. 20,
1: 20, uh, 2021, I would say it was kind of like that reputation year. It was like, who who are you going to work with mm-hmm. and who are you going to remember? Because yep. there was a lot of bridges burnt. Yeah, A lot of guys that didn't give you the opportunity, didn't give you the call back when you felt like you deserved it. Um, 2016 for us wasn't as crazy because it was just me. Yeah. with this really small brokerage, just dad and I. So we didn't have the, the capacity. We didn't even have DocuSign at the time. So I was going to houses. So I was driving to houses. <laughs> we missed an initial. Back to Ladner. Um, so 2021, I can say we were prepared. I wasn't prepared for the numbers. I wasn't prepared for um, multiple six-figure over-asking. I wasn't prepared for the seven houses that we sold sight unseen over the internet internet dating myself um but that kind of stuff is like you buy a house over the net that's wild without seeing it we did that seven times in 2021 um the story that you were mentioning before like um, it's probably a nice october rainy day we had four directions on that day uh the office was just brewing it was just like it was a sight of like looney tunes you know when you run fast and those little sticks are behind you yeah we were like that Dad came into the office. Dev was printing offers. Nairi was printing offers. I was on the phone. The email was like this. And you were checking it and it was coming in. <clears throat> and uh, dad came in and he looked at us and said, What the heck's going on? Dad, these are offers. We got like, we got like 26 offers on this condo. He goes, That condo? I'm like, Yeah, he's not even nice. I'm like, Yeah, 26 <laughs> people think it's nice. <laughs> yeah. And um, and he looked at him, he looked at us, he stood back, he took a sip of coffee, he looked at us, and said, like, this is musical chairs. This will stop and you'll never see this again. And I don't think I, we will see an active market again. I think next spring will be really good. But I don't know if we are going to see the jumps that we saw. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to see on a single family house, 400K over ask, 600K over ask. Um, you had people going all in and borrowing from other family members yeah. as well. And, and only having Nutri-Grain bars to eat for the next month. Like it was crazy
0: i said that after 2017 i said did you i said to jamie like we we're kind of winding down the year november december whatever it is and we go out for a beer and we're just like recapping some crazy stories and i said i don't know if we'll ever see this again this was insane like at this point i'm f- four years and three and a half four years into the industry so i'm pretty now but i'm like this how do you how do you beat that that was wild And then 2021 happens and it's, and it's crazier and the numbers are bigger, much bigger than 2017. And there's as many or more offers on a lot of properties that we sell. So then I'm thinking to myself, like we have a serious problem in Greater Vancouver. And that is when a house lists, there's 150 people that want to buy it. Yeah. So what does that mean? There's not enough homes for sale and nobody is addressing that issue. So, my thought now is we're going to see this every few years until that issue is addressed. And I I could see who the hell knows what's happening with interest rates right now. Bank of Canada is like hinting at maybe there's going to be another hike later this year. So if it keeps going up, who knows? We may have a slow 12, 18 months, but the problem is still there. The problem is there's not enough inventory. And I saw this, I can't remember the exact numbers, so I'm just going to use random numbers, but it was something like there's 7,500 homes available in, in uh, Vancouver in July or something like that, which is 2,500 less than the 10-year average. So in a slow market, that interest rates have climbed 3% in a very short period of time, that sales volume is way down. The inventory is still well below 10-year average. And to me, that is a serious problem that means as soon as interest rates start stabilizing, the frenzy is coming back.
1: Oh, I got uh 42 41 as of today, stale buyers. 41. I have I have 41. So That's go wild. Where they're going to come in, they're going to all half jump in. Um it's interesting you say that cuz I think the next, I heard this from from uh, somebody, I think the next big one that we have and we're going to have a big one. We have the biggest transition of generational wealth in history coming up. And I and I know that because um, anybody that's in their sixties to seventies right now are um, thinking of retiring, and I would say that's maybe the last generation that actually have things called RSPs, a paid off house, savings, and yeah, investment property, owning a company for forty years, and not changing careers. That's not like that for for our generation. People aren't saving as much. They don't do RSPs. They don't believe in it. Um, So when these 60 and 70 year olds are the ones that have been passing the money on for these multiple offers, a lot of them, but when they do sell what they have and sell that company and sell all those investments and give that to some of their kids or grandkids that can't afford to get in, you are decimated as a buyer when you're up against little Sally and has uncle Ron behind her. And she just, uncle Ronnie just chucks in 800 G bombs. You're toast. Right? So, um, 800. I just, that's an unfathomable number. I do have a client that was given 600 and this is a mid 20 year old from a family member. So all of that generational wealth that's coming is going to be transferred. It's going to go a lot of it into real estate. And you're going to be giving this to 20 and 30 year olds who are going to rip a lot of things again and buy multiple things. So that's our next big one. I think less than five years. Because all of those parents, including mine, that have been in a house for thirty to forty years, they're gonna make they're gonna make that change. They're gonna get out. They're gonna finally downsize. Get in that little master on the main townie, right? By the way, we got to start a townhouse complex, gated master on mains with lofts and basements for all their crap. That's the biggest market ever. You would sell a billion of those things, one point five to one point eight, all of them. You'd sell a lot of them, but it's not the best use of the land. It's not the best use <laughs> of the land. Wide. Then you got to charge right. two mil. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the next big one. Mm. I think that's the next big one. And, I, and I, there's, go, there's a lot of money out there. And it's not, it's not a fluke that there's still all these buyers sitting there. 41. Sitting. I talk to them all the time. They will all buy one time. But when mine jump in and yours jump in and them jump in
0: and we all have 20 of them, look out. What is your message to those people when you're communicating with them, whatever, monthly, however often you're reaching out to a stale buyer? I think the communication is uh, how I'm dealing with on my listings
1: and what I'm seeing. So, you know, um, I'll call them up. Hey, Jeff, you were, I know you're interested in a townhouse. I got one kind of similar to what you were looking at. This is the situation. We've had it on for three weeks. We're going to drop it by 50. Like these are good deals now. These are good deals because uh, this little 729 place that was selling for nine. Why don't you like take a chance? Maybe get in now before you see somebody ramp it to eight. So I let all the buyers know what I'm seeing on my stuff because that's front lines, mm-hmm. right? Um, we're way better than the news and the paper and everything. We, we, uh, I know by touch base what's going on. So when I relay that to them, they're like, oh,
0: great. So this is, so this is part of the reason I, we do the real estate podcast is the media, there's so much fabricated crap and the, the clickbaity taglines that they use are just, they make me cringe every single time I see them. So part of the reason for that real estate podcast is literally just to share what is actually happening. We're not trying to convince people of anything or tell people, use us as realtors. We just want consumers to be better educated than reading the Vancouver Sun or the Globe and Mail. Like, it's just crap. Agreed. It's So this is my message to people, is I've seen three outstanding buying opportunities in my career thus far. A lot of it is either you're competing in the eight, eight or nine years that I've been a realtor. But the absolute best time I've ever seen was as soon as COVID hit. COVID was twenty March 2020. Literally overnight, the world shut down and single family homes in the markets that we work in went down 20 to 25% literally overnight. There was a listing that we had that uh, was going live or planning to go live and the world shut down. And so I post postponed a couple of weeks, but we were talking about like listing at 1.4. And it would probably get multiple offers and sell above that. And we eventually sold it three months later for 1.1. Yeah. So that's all basically 25%. And I did a podcast in April, I think, of 2020. And I was like, this is not going to last forever. The world's not going to be closed forever. This is probably going to be short term. Maybe it's six months. Maybe it's a year. Most people didn't think it was going to be two, two and a half years, but eventually it's going to come back real strong. So like if you're actively looking to upsize, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal time. And it's the same thing I'm saying right now. And it was the same thing I said in probably early to middle of 2019. We had a pretty slow year where we saw single family drop pretty significantly quite quickly. And... These opportunities, it seemed like, yeah, I just mentioned three in a five or six year period, but they don't happen all that often. And COVID kind of was an anomaly that is probably, we're not going to see another situation like that for the rest of our lives. But those opportunities in Greater Vancouver don't come along that often. And so... When we have buyer hesitancy that, oh, interest rates are climbing, the, the values are going to come down even farther. You're like, eventually there's going to be a bottom. Could be today. Could be in six months from now. I don't well, know. But when you look at March 2022 compared to today, and it's a 20% difference, that seems like a pretty good time to sell your condo that lost 5% and get the house that lost 20
1: Right. Great
0: time to go up. It's a phenomenal no, time to go up and a terrible no competition. time to go down. <laughs> terrible time to go down. Literally. <laughs> the downsides of conversations are totally different. You're like, do you need to leave? Do you, have, do you really need to get to that condo right today? I mean, we could hold on for a while. Can you hold on for like 12 to 24 months? We could probably do that. Okay, call me in 12 do months. Do that. Makes sense. <laughs> right? It, it yeah. could be a half million dollar swing in 12 months. Yeah, could be. Right? But I look at it and say,
1: you're paying what? You're paying 3600 a month to rent this thing? Come on. You're paying 3600 a month to rent this thing and your mortgage is going to be 38, a little bit more. Fig- like figure it out. Like try to get a, try to get some kind of you know, money from somewhere if you can. Yeah. Because this rent that some people make me, it's gross. The charges of rent that they're paying, people. Townhouses in in Willoughby are now getting 36 um for a double side-by-side, 32 for a tandem. They're 200 bucks. You could pick them up now for seven
0: twenty-five. I just rented my townhouse in Port Moody. It's twelve hundred fifty square feet, three bedroom, tandem garage. 40, yeah. 4300 forty-three hundred. That's disgusting.
1: Forty-three hundred. Yeah. Kind of. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> no, but like, this why is would you? That's the market. Though? That's There's the market. There, to there rent. is a market for that. Yeah.
1: There's nothing to rent. So eventually, people are going to say, "Hey, Uncle Ron, let's do it." And there's a bunch of Uncle Ron's that are going to chip in to get these people back in and a lot of money coming into the market. So I saw a stat the other day. I saw a little chart and it was a house in Cloverdale. 1-1. was it was 1-4. And now you can pick it up for 1-1. Just like you told, just like you said. Payments this, payments this. A 3.5, 3.5 interest rate to a 5.25. Yeah. The payment was actually a little bit less because you're buying it for 350K less. Yeah. What you're, you're bu- and to me, if something goes down by 300, 350K in a year, you're just buying equity, you're buying into it. That thing's going up by 250 again. When the confidence comes back in the market, stock markets, everything, it has a run, right? I think we're, I think we're coming up for a big run in the stock market, especially like, uh, I don't know if it's gonna be this winter. I think this winter might be a little cold and dark. Yeah. But like, real cold and dark for all you meme stock people. Um, but honestly, like coming into the spring, I think we could just be a massive run. And I mean like months, like two months of just green, right? Like get Tesla back, get over a thousand, but it's all going to come back. So, and that comes back and the confidence come back and the real estate comes back. And that's the same conversation again. I should have, should have. Exactly. Should have, so um, I think one thing that we do all the time is we just keep educating people all the time, whether you're a seller or a buyer. If you're a seller every week, I'm showing you the backend, I'm showing you the analytics, I'm showing you that there's nothing going on, but at least I'm showing you. And if it's like that all the time, at least I'm giving you some updates, right? If you're a buyer, I'm giving you updates too and you appreciate that and one day you are gonna say, let's do it. That's all you can really do
0: is just give your people just like the best service Never. one of the things I say in every single first meeting whether it's a listing or a buyer I say it's my job to provide you information to educate you on this process it's your job to make the decision so like when we're talking about valuations for homes this is the realistic number of where it's going to sell today it's not what your neighbor sold for in February I'm really sorry it's just not there it was 17 now it's 1.45 if you'd like to sell it in 30 days it's probably going to need to be 1.45 1.4 you can try it at 1.6 but this is what's going to happen. It's your decision to make. I'm, I'm just providing you information. And I think that builds a lot of trust rather than like, no, you need, this is the number we're going to list at. Yeah. People, I think people value um, being honest in those appointments. And that's something that I've learned over time is when you're new and you don't have as much experience to share in those listing appointments, it's easy for a strong-willed seller, to say my home's worth one point eight. Yeah, this is this kitchen is the best kitchen in all of the land. Yeah. It is. I have a giant rock in the
1: backyard. <laughs> it came from Vernon. <laughs> yeah, um, it's interesting you say that because next week at our office we're having a it's called the Prices Right it's a round table We have like the the bigger realtors kind of teach people what they see, how to price homes. How do you do it? Uh, same conversations, right? Like, don't be afraid to say no, because even taking for those new realtors, taking listings just because you're not getting your three hundred buck MLS fee back, that photographer's not your thousand bucks is gone. Like, it's very important as an agent to tell the truth and not burn a bridge, because you're going to lo- lose listings. Mm. But like, make sure you congratulate that seller. Just let them know that. Thanks for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I know you're listing it with somebody else for that much more, but if I can help you in the future, let me know. And nine times out of 10, if that expired, there's going to be some communication again totally. if you didn't burn a bridge. And that's the type of market we're in, right? So being honest, it's just the, the best trait anybody can have in any kind of sales job. People know right away, if you're honest. And I tell all the sellers, guys, this, this could be a bit painful for a bit, but I'm going to have regular communication with you and everything we're going to talk about. And when there's feedback on the house, expect it to be some negative feedback because we're not going to get multiples. Yeah. So
0: I'm going to tell you what's going on. And I think people love that, right? In listing performance, do you tell them what the negative feedback is going to be? Always. Okay. I prep everybody Most for of the it, time, that. Yeah. yeah, I say not going to call me back. home, <laughs> this is what they're going to say. They're going to love your big rock in the background. <laughs> in are going to love the rock. <laughs> they're going to love your white countertops that you just put in. They look phenomenal. Awesome. Beautiful. What about the awning? Now. They're going to complain... That you really only have one bedroom because two of them don't have closets. They're going, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And often people don't really take offense to that, but it is such good preparation for in 30 days from now when they list 100 grand or 50 grand higher than what you've suggested. And all the feedback has been exactly what you told them. Price reduction, here we go. We thought this guy was pretty good. That's why we hired him. But he's very, very good. He knows exactly what's going to happen. That's a great situation, point.
1: Right? You look like an all-star, Yeah. yeah. right? Um, when you pull up to a house and it's on an interstate and the homeowner comes to the front door and their mouth moves, but you can't hear it. Yeah. People are going to say it's too noisy. And they tell you, you just get used to it. <laughs> I don't notice anymore. <laughs> I don't notice when the 351 bus flies by. <laughs> Listen, guys, I couldn't even park here. Four ways are on. Like, It's important to prep people. And I always, what I always do when I sit down is I say to people, we're on the same team. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a bunch of negative stuff. You're going to hear negative stuff from other people, but we're going to get it sold. Yeah. And they love it. And they're open. After a few weeks, they're open for suggestions and changes, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So um, our percentage of selling is really high compared to expiring because we just keep, we just keep, we list it where it should be already. And so it's not that crazy, right? Unless the market is totally dead, we're pricing where we should be. And usually it is the lowest in the building right now. Usually it is the sharpest in the neighborhood, right? That's the way the market is. But if all of you people want to make a move and go to something else, the first thing that I bring in is examples of what you can buy and where it is now. People love it. They get excited. We would love a detached Ty and Langley. Guess what? They're down to a million bucks now, guys, with a suite. Look at this one just sold. What does that do? They look at me
0: like, let's get rocking." Totally. Right? So. When you do the math with people too, right? When you're upsizing, when you're downsizing, when you're doing this this juggle of buying and selling at the same time, the equation is the important part. Your sale price is not that important if what you're buying is $400,000 less than it was six months ago. That's That's the important number to share with people. Yeah. So. You're showing them a comp that just sold for a million bucks. Guess what? We can buy this, something like this for a million dollars. That's 400K down from where it was in March. And your condo went down a hundred grand. That's a $300,000 win. And then people are like, oh, you're right. So it it's doesn't really matter that Rob, my neighbor, just like sold six months ago for $850,000 and you're telling me 750. dollars It doesn't really matter. Because I'm going to be $300,000 ahead of him because he paid $1.4 for the same house that I'm paying a million.
1: You got it. Rob overpaid. Rob? he's got his rock
0: <laughs> rob don't worry rob it'll come back <laughs> rob, it'll be
1: okay in a rob, few years, stay there rob. 22 years <laughs> yeah those are those are those are fantastic points if you want to keep a good relationship with your client um, actually sell the house and like almost pretty much you'll guarantee you sell it because they're going to listen to you till whatever it needs to go to right so i always find showing the client the next move hopefully it's up is gonna make your life a lot easier and that's what uh, Devin and I are good at too, is helping kind of plan the next move. Mm -hmm. Uh, Communication, so important. I feel like we're, we over communicate. So people don't feel like they're in the weeds. And um, at the end of the day, it pretty much just says, what do you guys want to do? We'll listen to whatever you want.
0: I'll actively tell people that I'm probably going to annoy you with how much I mess, like communicate with you. You can tell me to slow down. Yeah. And rarely do they. Better than quiet. It is. One of the worst possible... So basically my goal with any client that I'm working with is proactive communication, meaning they never ask me a question. So they never say, hey, what did that house sell for two blocks away from me? Uh, what did that buyer say walking through the house yesterday at the open house? Whatever, whatever. 100% always in front of, the, in front of those questions. That's the goal. And I'm trying to... Running a team is, is a challenge because you're trying to... Get all of these n- bad situations that you've become better from in the past into their head, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to give them a thousand transactions worth of experiences. And it's very difficult to stress the importance of something as, very, as simple as a client messaging you saying, hey, how did the open house go an hour after the open house versus... As you're walking out the door. Hey, we had 13 groups. We had three groups. One of them really liked your kitchen and your big rock. (laughs) I feel like big rocks are coming
1: back. Big rocks are coming back. You got to have the boulder. Uh, We had a meeting three weeks ago and it was titled Limit the Communication. Um, Exactly what you just said. So I will say to the, you know, other team members, you are going to get asked this and you're going to get asked this. You need to. The second you lock up, you need to send this message. I don't want to get a message saying, Hey guys, you know, anything going on? What, how'd the inspection go? Just fire something off. The less communication that you have as a team, uh, especially being maybe one of the team leader roles, is, is good on everybody's head. The group chat doesn't need to fill up with those answers, right? Just tell people what you were there for a reason, let them know. Mm-hmm. So, all of our sellers and all of our buyers, um, get
0: the same thing. They just get that extra communication all the time and they appreciate it. Right. It's the difference between someone walking or someone purchasing a home with you, let's say, and in five years from now, they, if your communication was lights out on top of everything, they never had to ask you a question. They are literally talking over dinner, their spouse or their family or whoever. And they're saying, when do we call Ty? Ty. Versus who should we you know, we should start reaching out to realtors to to sell our home, right? Little Liam
1: just got his license. We should give him a whirl. Totally. Look out, Liam. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um I'm sure there are a lot of realtors that do that do watch this. I feel like uh this is a really good learning curve for newer agents as well. Um can't stress the fact that you gotta join a team for a bit. Uh, You got to jump on a team. You got to be with somebody because you got to learn those thousand transactions or a hundred. I would probably say a hundred transactions in a year watching is like you could gain five years of experience. Um, Nairi didn't know what a contract looked like when she came to work for us and we crack out a 2021 year and she's brand new. She comes into 2021, watches what goes on and is a rock star. Acts like she's a 10-year veteran because she saw the appliance that we had to replace, how we fix that, how did we did the perimeter drainage, what to look for in inspection, where did all that asbestos go, like the testing place. You know, you learned all that. We, we, we figured it out. We got through the deals. So newer agents in a slower market, I think you need to just join and, and talk about things all the time. You have something to talk about. Uh, deals will trickle in and they'll st- keep going. It's not like the 10 a month, but it's like a really learn each one now. 2021 it was like finger on the pulse Uh, up now I think you can really each one full learn it learn it completely see what we did well be involved in the whole chat I think it's good Mm -hmm. so if you are yeah if you are a bit newer join something for a year
0: join something for a year you know or two or please don't leave stay forever when when you're bringing on a new person like Nyree last year or two years ago whenever that was what What are you looking for in that person? Cause with us, we're the questions coming because we're so selective and we probably, I mean, honestly, I would think it's higher based on like how public we are and and like, we do a lot of volume. So I would assume younger people would reach out to us more often, but I'm going to say we probably get one to two emails a month of like new people saying, Hey, I just got licensed. I'd love to join a team. I'd love to connect with you to see if we're a good fit. And most of the time, it's just like I'm happy to meet you for a coffee, answer some questions. But like, we're so selective on who we like bring onto the squad. We're so selective on the personality, and like, you need to have these really important characteristics. Maybe is the right word, but like that we can build off of. And Mm -hmm. one of them is you need to you need to really care about people and customer service. You can learn how to write a contract. You can, you can learn from the realtors on our team how to handle multiple offers. You can learn what to look for and, and when you're walking through a home with a buyer. You can learn that stuff. I find that if you are not obsessed with like, making the consumer in front of you as happy as possible for their situation, it's very challenging to teach that.
1: I feel the same uh hiring is hard when we dev and i were burning out so dad comes in looks good we have a couple we have mutual clients together i hope dad stays with me forever because he's the best right um he's a good face for the business he's like the mascot ECG mascot <laughs> uh diane who's our admin client care role uh, i've never i don't even know how to fill out how to even go into uh and do a form web forms i don't even know how to do it So Dai does all of the forms, everything, preps, everything. Uh, So she's amazing. She's been with us for 20 years since I started. So Dev's been with me now for three. He's been a realtor for 11. So like now how do we get a new person in here? What's this going to look like? I feel like a female role was important. I feel like another male role starts to like develop this kind of straight male thing because uh, Dai's not seen. She's behind the scenes. So we wanted female uh made a little video put it out there 47 inquiries so we had i had 47 um interviews phone calls meetings and it was interesting trying to meet everybody and figure out what what do you see working with us like where do you want to be okay um and so dev won that question when he got hired because his answer was one of the best i've ever heard of with anybody working David and I were partners at the time, David Smith. And we sat down at the table and we asked Dev, where do you see working with us? And uh, Dev said, well, that's easy, guys. I'm Robin to two Batmans. And instantly he was hired. <laughs> it was just, that's be- the best answer, right? Like you, I feel like Robin is, is the perfect fit. It's not way under. It's like, so you need that to operate, right? And that's Dev. Dev, mm. when I go through the the Client, we have like a beautiful book that we sit down with because I'm going to win every listing with this book. <laughs> you know, I break it out. Aiden, with, we're laying in the field on the farm. It's kind of like page one, heartstrings. <laughs> page two, team. And people ask, well, who, who's, who are these people? And I say, well, it's, uh, I have two, two Robins to Batman and Nairi, Nairi and Devin are Robins to Batman. That's who they are. They're the best. So bringing that in was tough. Um, it definitely helped that I knew her from years back and a friend with her husband uh, I sold her three of her homes so that had a connection over the years condo townhouse and a house yeah so but choosing like who's gonna I, I, I always look at it and say either you're an, an experienced realtor that want to be part of a culture and you're doing deals on your own and that's who we're looking for now and anybody doing 20 to 30 deals probably will what would like to be on their own but if you're doing like that one a month and want to be part of something I love that that's who we're looking for now okay starting from fresh you got to be a massive hustler you got to get your own stuff but at the same time you got to do a damn good job and there's not a lot of those people out there that continuously do it day in and day out day in and day out so it's, it's tough finding that right person, but, uh, they're out there. And clearly there's a lot of people that want to be part of something. I was, I was overwhelmed. I was just, was so, it's like humbling to have these people. I wanted to sit with you and coffee. And I always make the time to go for a coffee, but I, I know within 10 seconds, totally. if we're going to be a fit, how you talk. Totally. What's your family life? How do you feel about this? Are you cool at 10 PM chats? You know, how do you feel about me telling you something to do? Because that, I still feel it doesn't feel good when I have to tell somebody what to do. I don't like that feeling. I'm not any better than you are. I just need the help. And it just so happens that I'm the lead role in getting most of the leads. So I need your help. So Devin and Nyri, re- I hope they are with me right to, the, right to the end of being in real estate. They're just, that's the type of people they are.
0: What do you guys do, if much, but like culture-wise? Do you hang out much together outside um, of talking about? Real that's a,
1: that's a great question. We uh, obviously we have like our outside things that we do. We don't hang out too much. Um, birthdays, things like that, for sure. Christmas, birthdays, we'll hang out. But like on a Saturday night, will I go to Dev's house? No, I'll go play a round of golf with Dev. But I feel like you don't want to get too too close. Uh, the last partnership that I had, great partnership, great guy. We hung out more as friends. So I think the friendship turning into business and then figuring out that fine line work is work. There's expectations getting really, really close. Maybe not my thing, right? You're, you're a great buddy. Dev's a great guy. I love to golf with you, but like hanging out every Thursday, probably not, probably not. That's just my, my thing. I feel like we're, we're really good where it's at. We each respect each other. We each can go for a round of golf talk about life talk about work dev's wedding's coming up excited to go to mexico with them but it's probably not a, a weekly thing for sure that's just i feel like it It really sets it the business is great like that i, I don't want it to be crossed where you feel very complacent maybe you're just you're, you're get really really comfortable um ty you know like i'm not going to do an open house on the weekend because i was giving her and i'm hungover and I I don't really don't care. Like let's we we got these this day. We got to do it. Let's make it work. Yeah. So that's just
0: how I feel. But I think the like if we don't really have that problem, we I feel like we've been pretty lucky in terms of who we brought on the team. That we have a few phenomenal personalities that just naturally jive. So when we do do these team events things, whether it's like. A birthday or like christmas parties or i try to i try to meet with each realtor individually every one to two months just take them for a beer how's your life like try to sure real estate stuff comes up but it's more like how are you what are you doing i know we've we've been busy the last few months how you doing mentally like this is a fucking draining career are you like exercising are you you know how's the girlfriend doing whatever 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 just to try to like, I love the people on our team, and I really enjoy the relationship building. But I completely agree that it it needs to be professional most of the time. And we we went away this year. We've been talking about doing this for a long time. Like the realtors going on a trip somewhere. Yeah, didn't you
1: go to Palm Springs? Yeah, yeah.
0: And we we've been talking about Whistler for a while, but it's like so close that. We're trying to book it last second and like realtors are never, ever going to have the same days available last second. So we're just like, screw it. We're going to California. We're going for four nights. You're booking it off two months in advance. Everyone's going to be there. We did it from like Sunday to Thursday. So if we had open houses, we did them on Saturday the day before. Yeah. And then we were back by Thursday night. So it was whatever. And people were working down there. I think we sold two places while we were there for four days, but like, sure. It was so much fun to just have, like, a little bit of a different uh, environment relationship with each, you know, we're drinking and going out for dinner and, like, doing fun stuff. You see a different side. Totally. Of- you see per- people. People. Right? People rather than professionals, right? You, not that I ever wear a tie, but, like, this, like, suit and tie mentality where you're putting on the professional Denny face in front of clients and, and you're taking this role of education in real estate very seriously. Versus like just hanging out, having a beer, watching a football game, you know, like whatever it is. You got hammered on a swan in the pool. (laughs) One of us may have. It wasn't me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But at the same time, I appreciate how you explain that. And like, it shouldn't be a friendship. It should be a business relationship that works well because our personalities get along. And I see the opposite being hard to like give constructive criticism
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you're buddies first and then you team up it's probably difficult to call someone out when they make a mistake or to say hey you know that conversation didn't go very well we just walked out of like these are the few things i would have kind of adjusted and maybe come across a little bit more friendly you know whatever whatever situation we're talking about but i i would think it would be quite challenging if the friend relationship is ahead of the business relationship. Agreed. That's what I had. So I, I
1: it's either, it's, it was at that point, it was either business or friendship. Um, we wanted the friendship and that was salvaged because we decided that we got to go our own way early and each of us run a great business. We just put two great businesses together to try to make a super team. But when each of you are doing a lot and you're not seeing each other's stuff and clients, what's really the point? Yeah. Like, uh, transactions are being done. I was never beating the seller. I was never going into the house. I just knew there was a photo shoot. It was selling. I was getting a portion of the commission. Well, what's kind of the point of that? You're running a great business. Let's just do our own thing. Office is side by side still. Great business, great business, better. Um, bringing in the team members that were not close before, but like, I know you, you're a good, good dude. You're an awesome girl. Way better. Good. We're, we're driving. We're, we're like rocking like, um, good morning guys. Talk to you tomorrow guys. It's just the culture. I, I get it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, um, my fear now is bringing in one that not only fits, but, but fits with each personality. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because the more fun you have, the more, the more business you'll do, and uh, everybody wins. And that's what works with our team. Uh, everybody wins on every deal. Everybody's compensated on every deal, no matter if you touch it or not. That's why this group right now works. Can't give the pie to 20 people, but we can give the pie to what we have. Interesting. That's how we roll, and the attitude is great. Every night when there's a deal, everybody says, awesome work, guys, because everybody gets a portion. And that's what I've, uh, I interviewed maybe 15 teams before we started to learn. Okay. What's the lowest turnover? How are you keeping people and how are people like excited about every deal? Um, Diane, how's she going to get excited about a condo sale? She just did the paperwork, but what she does get excited about when she gets a portion of that, a set amount, every deal, she did 10 a month, 10 times that oh, bank, extra, extra bonus. So. Celebrate the wins. I mean, like I just get that tattooed. Celebrate the wins. We all win. We all smash that gong. So that's why right now it feels it feels good. Growing it from here, it's just not it's not possible to make that work. So that's how we run it, and that's how we uh, keep that. There's just that constant excitement.
0: It's interesting when we, me and Jamie, started bringing on other agents. We met with. Would you say 10? You made like 15 teams. Yeah, I don't think we met that. Fraser many. Valley has a lot. Yeah. We have a lot
1: in our office. We have a lot of Remax Treeland. So I just chatted with the, the leader in the groups and I yeah. just asked, how do you compensate the team? Uh, if you don't mind, like other than your classic 50 50 where people just peace out, like what are you really doing to keep these people? And like they're consistently doing great business. Like you, you must be giving them more of an incentive to do that. And that's how I always feel. I always feel like if if you bring something in, I'll take care of the expenses in terms of like the media and all that. But like you take, it's yours. You take more of a majority, not 50-50. I want you to grow. I want you to grow. It's like the Costco model. Like something's better than nothing. Mm
0: -hmm. Like just do a bunch of it and everybody's happy. Works for us. Our experience was the same. Like we met, we maybe met with six or seven and we left every meeting and we just stand in the parking lot, like summarizing with each other and being like, it doesn't feel natural to me. Like, I, I, I don't think we would be happy in that situation. I don't think we would be happy. I don't think the team members would be happy. And so we just, at the end of this, like six or seven meeting, we're looking at each other pretty frustrated and we're like, do we just wing it? See what happens? Bring on the first person see what feels right and just go from there like i think that's better than what we've heard (laughs) right i like like that nothing nothing was remotely our personalities and so we have this business that generates a, a, a wild amount of leads in real estate and so the majority of our business is like team generated leads that get hand like dealt to other realtors on our team that me and that realtor involved most of the transaction, that it would be probably 75% of our, our business. And so no one had that model. No one had a model where they were actively helping other realtors on their team grow businesses. And so a realtor naturally would say, well, what if you send me a Joe, Joe buys a condo and in three years they call me back? Great, that's your lead, man. So, you get a better percentage on that deal than you did for the first one because that was the GD lead. But, like, we want you to treat that person like gold. We want you to follow up every six months and ask them how they're doing and their family and their dog and all that kind of stuff. We want you to actively invite them to our GD parties. We want you to go have a beer with them at those GD parties. And we want them to call you. And so, your business is growing inside of this GD business. Everybody wins. And no one literally no one we talked to did anything remotely close to that it was mostly like i take all the listings you can help me with the buyer you can take 25 50 whatever percent of that buyer but that's always going to be my lead when joe calls us back it's my lead i again get the listing Totally, you're not gonna last totally and we're like how many people do you have on your team seven how many of them have been there more, more than two years one well it's Takes so much time to educate newer realtors into this like system of service that we're developing. Yeah, and so if they're leaving without even getting to the end of that like education of this service, it's costing so much time. And is it is it even worth? You might as well just do the transactions yourself, right?
1: If you're the the young person, yeah, do it yourself. If you're gonna get hosed.
0: I mean, yeah. what's the point of all of it for
1: twenty five percent if you brought it in? It's exactly. not that you are going to leave. Yeah, right. I think you need to give more. Them, them, see what maybe you are taking care of and what you deal with on a daily basis. One thing that we do is I, I every Monday I show the team the expenses. I am not. I am. Hey guys, like you know, REW is thirty eight fifty a month. It's, it's just coming out monthly. There it is. Right. And I think they look at it. Oh my God. You know, you just ordered notepads. The guy's seven grand. Oh my. You know, I think it's, if they see that too, there's like this mutual respect of I'm, I'm really good here. Like I got a seat here. You, you take on all that risk. So either I'm okay taking a little bit less, or that's amazing that you're giving me more and they're going to stay. Right. I think it's, they have
0: to see what you take on. Uh, we we started doing that two years ago. It's it's a bit awkward, right? When you're like sharing income and expense statements with other realtors that are newer in the business and they're thinking, holy shit, that guy makes a lot of money compared to I did four deals this year. Right. But then you're also sharing the expenses and knowing that you're starting negative a few hundred thousand dollars in the hole every year because that's how much your business costs to run every year. It's intimidating. And so in a slow year, (laughs) that number looks pretty freaking small and it takes a lot to get to zero, right? To break even. We were talking about that earlier. Like 2019 was the slowest year we've had in our business. And I think it took to July or August to be at zero, right? Because me and Jamie are starting negative, whatever, a few hundred grand in the hole running the business. Yeah. It's intimidating. It is. Whereas, you know, a realtor on our team does deal one and they're up, Four grand. Yeah. Sweet. Sounds good on yeah. January 3rd.
1: What, and what did it cost them?
0: <laughs> yeah. Cell phone. Right.
1: Cell phone. Yeah. Cell phone. Cell phone and gas. Yeah. That's about it. Uh, so that's, that's, I think that's another reason why it works so well. I think they see what I take on, respect that, are intimidated by that. So when I do offer them a little bit more they're taking more of a share too. They look at it and say, well, that's that's like super fair, like super generous. And that's okay with me. I'm 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 okay that you're taking the majority. As long as my costs are covered and I'm still getting compensated something, I'm fine with that. Cause I know that I do enough of my own stuff where I'm fine. If I'm getting something for something else, I look at it as a bonus. Your deals, Naira, are a bonus for me. Deb, you're a bonus for me. Because all that time that you take away, you take off my plate. Mm-hmm. Hanging signs and lock boxes and opening for appraisers. Thanks for doing that. I, I appreciate that because I would rather be home for dinner every night because uh, 2016, 2017, those years, I, it bring, gives me anxiety. Like being out every night till 1030 and just like eating garbage and just basically coming home, showering, going to bed and starting all over again. That was my life, right? That caused a divorce. We all get divorced because of that. Now, put
0: me in that category.
1: Are you in that category? Oh, yeah. I know that. (laughs) Um, I feel like now, I just feel like now, like the majority of it can be taken care of, right? And you know what? I'll I'll meet you at three instead. Like, let's make it work. Let's have a phone call tonight instead. Like, I'd rather be home for dinner, Mm. but still do a bunch of work. But um, I've never appreciated being home more and doing the same kind of stuff at home instead of in a suit at 8 p.m
0: what's you know. your what's your energy level like right now energy uh I not, always, not specifically today but just like not today yeah like in general with crazy the market, 2021 yeah i was pretty 2022 was, has been a weird roller coaster
1: yeah i was pretty um i've, I've it's been ups and downs as yeah. we all have um it's been a lot harder i'm, I'm kind of fearing that cold dark mornings rain because that for me is just like a it's a killer um I'm, I'm kind of fortunate because I have a lot going on at home, you know, running the farm. It takes, uh, it clears my head. Like going out in the morning and like saying hi to these pigs and chickens and <laughs> sheep and horses. And there's just, there's something there that gives me this extra fuel. Uh, but I don't take it lightly. Like every single deal, I still get that rush. I feel that rush. And then I instantly send that sub removal in and I feel that what's the next. I don't think that goes away for realtors. You, you feel that. Yeah. Um, I still get excited when a deal comes together. My sellers, I, I love it. I, I love this career. But uh, 2021 was a killer on the energy. And I, I think I realized I don't, I don't need, we'll set the goal, but I don't need to do that. It's just a lot to do. Um, so I'm taking a lot of my focus away. Like the farm is good. The farm is really good. I can't wait to get up in the morning early and go outside and take care of the farm and help Tammy run the farm. And it's a blast. So I'm fortunate to have that to kind of take away the lull of just where are we going? Where we go from here. Yeah.
0: Right. So. Is there um, times during the year where you're like actively burnt out and like looking for breaks or have you figured that out in your career?
1: Uh, I've had so many, I probably had three or four like major burnouts over the last five years, just like transitioning into um, like, where's the Devin and Nairi right? Like, like, come on Facebook post, hang a lockbox, meet the appraiser, do three contracts up. That to me, thinking about that too is just, <laughs> I, um, there are times when I've, burnt out this year, like uh, COVID was a weird one, but I kind of liked it for a bit. I kind of did. It was kind of like a forced, what the hell are we going to do? And I'll never forget, like, when the office sent that email out, and I'm like, what do you mean the office is closed? Where are we going to go? Like, because I'm a very office guy. I, right. I, Monday to Friday, I treat it like a real job. I feel like when I dress up and show up, I just shit happens. It just like happens. The phone rings. Like, you know, I put a nice pocket square in Wednesday at nine. I'm going to get a lead because the pocket square is in, right? That's just me. Yeah. So when COVID came in and like, no, you're, you're staying home. Like the office is locked. I'm kind of like, shit, like, what are we going to do? Yeah. So, and then I, you know, after weeks and weeks and weeks of realizing, well, we're all in the same boat, nothing's happening. So it was like a forced of kind of, you'll be fine. You'll be okay. Because... Like in this business, you got to have at least like a year's worth of income put aside because you never know what's going to happen. Right. So once you, once you figure it out, do it the right way, then it's just kind of, it is what it is. Right. Do you get, do you ever get exhausted with social media? Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot to stay on because the more and more that you're on there, and I, and uh, I I like to do it, I like to show people the day in and day out. Um, my business has exploded from it. Um, I do it because I like to show people what I do, and I think there's not—it's not a fluke that 42 or 41 last year were from uh, Instagram, just from Instagram. Just like i have been following you since day one. Yeah. And I'd be like, "That's awesome." That's so cool. You know, like my videos were ghetto before. Yeah. Now I have a videographer. <laughs> Done. Done. Yeah. Deal. I'm with him forever. Yeah. Those people aren't leaving me. Yeah. It's, uh, it is hard just like anything else. It's hard to stay on all the time, but I think the beautiful thing about just, um, forget posts, right? Forget the flashy picture and that, and, and the little quote, but like, I think, I think just like the, the, the power of Instagram stories shows people how you're feeling, how you're looking, what you're, what you got going on, your attitude from morning to night. And it's hard to put on a show all the time. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to fake all that all the time. Yeah. So my gold mine has been this is what I got going on and this is how i feel about this client and this is a rock star win this is a crazy loss i lost eight grand on this listing they canceled it people love to see that they love to see real life right go home i'll feed some pigs you should see the, the reactions like i get like two people comment about real estate a day 40 people about feeding the pigs I want to see these pigs bring up like pigs. Like, because like, we train them now to sit. They sit. Hilarious. Bruno, he sits. Um, so that's been, for me, that's been a gold mine. And it is hard to stay on. But um, no matter what, no matter how I'm feeling, no matter how I'm dressed, when I'm home and just workout gear, just, this is it.
0: Show a little something, tell a story. Right. The reason I ask you is because I enjoy social media too. I enjoy this. I enjoy sharing clips of cool conversations with wicked people that are doing cool things. I enjoy sharing good and bad stories about real estate, but it is exhausting doing it. Mentally, physically, for some strange reason, I don't know why, but when I I really enjoy the process of doing it, but afterwards I can feel fatigue. And so naturally, I find myself talking about it, doing it. Doing it. Yeah. So, like, we'll have video days with—we have a couple videographers now, and Kylie will show up, and I'll do, like, an hour worth of little clip videos that she makes, and there's eight or nine of them in an hour. People think this takes weeks to produce. It takes 45 minutes for me to do this with her. But at the end, I feel tired. And so I don't know what it is about it, whether it's, like, the— Maybe it's less natural because there's a camera in your face and you're, you're like trying to be an educator and be animated and like. Say the right thing. Sure. I think you're getting so
1: involved with the topics and giving your, just your full feeling on it and your expressions. I think you give that and then, oh, how do I feel? Oh yeah, that. Yeah. And how do I feel? Oh yeah, that. Like it is, it is tough. It is. You know, try to bang out 20 TikToks. I'm like, man, I don't know if I got another one in me, man. (laughs) Can I just skip? Like, let's just get a jump rope and just skip.
0: Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And so Because you're very passionate about what you do. Absolutely. And so I watch your stuff and I see, man, this guy never takes a goddamn break. But I get that. But for me, like, this is where I'm going with this is I, I personally tried to not do social media for the month of August. I was like, August is normally a slow month for us. I'm going away for a week or so. I'd. I'm just going to like take it easy. And I feel refreshed. I bet. And like I came back after the labor long weekend and I text Carl. I was like, we're doing a lot of podcasts this fall.
1: Because you feel good? Yeah. So one thing that I stopped doing. So I still show people what I do. I don't scroll. Yeah. So I, I, so I don't even see what's going on. Yeah. When I'm at home at night like, and it's about 8.30 to 9.30 and like we're kind of catching up on emails or just having a tea or whatever, I feel like an old man have a tea every night. But uh that's when I'll maybe take a look. But through the day? No. Mm. Zero. I don't even bother. I'd rather just do my thing because 99% of the world is intimidated by other people. There's somebody out there that's always working harder than you. I, somebody told me that one time like no matter what you're doing ty there's somebody out there right now working harder than you. It's a great mindset. Don't stress about it. <laughs> somebody's doing harder work. Yeah. But somebody's miserable, single, whatever the case. So I make it a point i'll show my day but i won't look at others because i don't know i'm i i am also after this long i am intimidated as well by other people but you don't know the story maybe there's posting an old soul that they did three months ago how the heck did that guy sell another one maybe it's six months old but you just feel like you're in this constant competition and real estate is a killer for that huge comparing yourself to others um Going on the royal page and seeing every day's solds and act we have like our bulletin i don't look at that i'd rather not in fact everybody knows medallion and medallion stats and all this stuff i don't look at it till december 31st i don't log in i'd rather not i don't i'd never logged in during the year and some people have that on a separate screen on their desk <laughs> and watch it uh, oh, oh uh. that's no i don't want that
0: it doesn't make a difference
1: it, it doesn't make a difference and, and it shouldn't make a difference. And who cares where you are in this medallion? Nobody cares about your medallion. Just do what you're good at. Maybe uh, tap into the world later on. So that's something that I started to do. And it's really like just giving my head a break because it's a lot. Um, but my gold mine is that. So it's part of my business, right? But just showing my day to day, that's it. So. Um, it's been an incredible, it just an incredible tool to just to be able to scale and to like confidently say, this is how you do hundred plus deals. This is how you can do hundred plus deals. It's actually not that hard to do hundred plus deals. If you do a good job, if you just did that 10 times the, the work on one person, you're just going to build all these gophers. We have all these gophers out there and all they do is just shout out our name. Somebody says real estate, you've talked to Ty, right? That's what you want. And I tell Dev and Nairi, I'm like, let's, let's go over the top. I know they moved in. and They were a little pissed off. Uh, they were a little upset with the carpet. Get the carpet guy there. And that guy's stove. I, that element wasn't broken. Let's buy him a new stove. That's it. That's, that's like, you're going to do what, Ty? Yeah, we're going to give you guys a check for $700. Okay. Let's get this. That's what people need to learn. You, you don't need to worry about the new business. Because let me tell you, getting new is. Hard as hell. The ones that you have
0: are going to bring you tons of business. Gary V talks about that all the time with like people asking him in, in uh, conferences or whatever, how do you gain a following? And he's like, what are you doing with your current following? How many followers do you have? A thousand. How many comments do you get on a photo? Three. Seven. Do you reply to everyone? No. There you go. That's it. That's a good point. Don't like the new business will come naturally when you are treating your current database, your current clientele, your current consumer, like they are the most important human in the entire world. It snowballs very quickly. Yeah. And that is such a good example. Like it was something I learned very early from Jamie and Jamie is phenomenal at this possession day. Someone's unhappy because there's one crumb on the, on the countertop. It is completely unnecessary to pay four hundred dollars for a cleaner. Cleaners in, in there in twenty minutes. I'll do it. Complete. You could literally just pick the crumb and flick it out the window, like it's such small things. But it's it's the uh, it's the care for the person really valuing the entire experience with you. And if that is somewhat sour at the end, the difference of who are we talking about? Rob, Rob previously calling you back in five years, or dude? Hey, let's let's call our friend Kevin. If hey, the Kevin finale
1: was gold, gold, yeah, that's it.
0: That's it. We and sometimes like,
1: unfortunately, sometimes it's a it's a break even, or maybe a loss, or what you might think is a loss, but it's not. Um, we had that situation uh, during during the madness. I think this was April. One of our clients paid. Uh, it was a Cloverdale record for over asking like 526,000 over a price on a detached. Yeah. One six list. We got it for what two, almost two, two, um, 29 offers. I was the winning offer. Yay. I know those ones don't feel good. So, but they, they now they both sold their places and knocked it out of the park. So we're all in the same market, right? Rocked it, rocked it, bought high. We get the possession They are, you can see they're, they're drained. They went to the lawyers and did the old map, you know, didn't have that. They took everything out and uh, we opened the front door and smell gas. And so we closed the door. We smell, it's strong smell. So we call hydro and there's a leak uh, coming out of the hot water demand, fitting, pouring out the gas. So when the sellers were moving out, they had all their like fishing rods and all the stuff in the utility room. So when they went to move it all out, it cracked the pipe and it leaked gas. So now it's been like this leaking gas for three days. It's been vacant. So uh, we call out, immediately call Terrace and Fortis they, they shut it off. Um, figure out that the unit's broken, it needs to be replaced, of which it's they're five grand. Right. It's one of those combo units, so it's the hot water tank and yeah. the hot water in demand. There's no boiler anymore for the yeah. in-floor heat. So it's fifty eight hundred dollars installed, right? Um, these people are what I would if they were Broke. They 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 put it all in on this house, and it was an emotional nightmare through the whole thing. Call the other agent. Not willing to chip in at all. Sellers are not willing to chip in at all. I'm sitting there. Well, we know where this is going to go, right? So they're like, "Ty, we just we can't afford to pay this." And I'm like, "Guys, let me let me leave it with me. I'll figure this out and I'll come back." And so cleaners are there. Carpet cleaners are there. They're are, they're happy because that's happening, but they're stressed because they have no hot water, no heat. So I just go and get a draft to them. They obviously were not expecting that. Um, And, you know, they immediately wanted to give it back because they were super grateful people. But I said, guys, like, we, this is it. This this house is complete with this. It should have been working. Let's just move on. Let's move on. I don't want to, don't write me any big, I don't want to know, don't tell people about this. I won't mention it to anybody. Let's just make it work. And I left there and, like, it wasn't, it wasn't the thing, like, I'm going to get future business. It was, like, these people were all in. And it's the least I could have done to make them back to here, like, on a high again. They were on that high. And the messages that I got after from both of them were they, they just the most genuine, just, like, thankful humans. And, like, like not even, like, to thank you, Tyler. Like, you, just, you're a good, good person, tie. Like that—that that meant a lot. You're a good person, and i am i kind of like driving home, like, yeah, that feels good. It really does, you know. And I wanna—I wanna be or know what they're doing in their life forever, right? So that's just one of those things of um, you might consider it a loss, but you just gotta—you just gotta do, make them happy, mm-hmm. right? Make Jamie style, make them happy. Just do it, and one day. It's going to come back tenfold
0: our business is so strange right because often we are in people's lives for like on the low end three or four months every day that's one thing that i don't like about this business
1: it's so much yeah and then they're gone yeah it's like this relationships of you know going to the mirage but can we con- you know quick few weeks you know somebody based on my experience of the mirage (laughs) a little different but (laughs) not mine either but
0: i'm just trying to play a role there but like think about like an accounting firm or a lawyer firm or like other professionals in in greater vancouver the relationship with the client is like very professional it's like one hour every six months right you're talking to your accountant three times a year for a few hours a few hours and you're sending them a bunch of receipts and they're getting your taxes and sending you a bill it's very professional whereas like ours is like a lot of hours, morning in night. a short period of time, and there's texts going back and forth, there's emails going back and forth, there's multiple conversations. We're strategizing, we're becoming best, literally best friends. We're seeing each other every friggin' day, talking to each other every day. Yeah, and so it's such a cool relationship that we get to build with the consumers that choose to work with us, and it is uh, often it is like lifelong relationships that just continue and continue and continue. That they're referring you to their friends and then you're like reaching out to them and meeting them with their friend for a beer and it's like, it's different than, I don't have any other professionals in my life other than mortgage brokers because we, like, it's a working thing that you're connecting all the time. But like a lawyer or an accountant or whatever, that the relationship is the same as the realtor with a client.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel very fortunate to be in an industry that is not so transactional. It's really relationship-based. And it is so much fun.
1: I like that. One thing that we uh, always have is we say to our clients when it's kind of said and done, don't close this chat down. Yeah. Leave this chat. And we want to keep it going. And they are so receptive to that. They're like, we love that. We're going to miss you guys. Yeah. So you know what? I'll just, you know, six, you know. And I'm just, guys, how you making out? Ty, Dev. And so the chat is there. Uh, There's so many arc, so many good chats. When I go, I smile when I look at it. I'm like, oh man, that was, a win. those are great. They're awesome. Uh, you're right. It's, it's a lot of all of it. And then it kind of comes to an end. I feel like you still need to have, well, there still is, but our business, we're lucky that we can have. Uh, you know, six, ten, twelve, fourteen touches a year still, right? So, um, I agree. the The people that we meet through the way and really finding out their stories, where they are, and what they are, and what they got to, and how much they love their home makes
0: you feel good. Makes you feel good. That's the stuff that gets me through the mentally exhausting periods. Yeah, and they come every year. Naturally, our business is pretty cyclical, and we have and very busy spring season usually july and august are slower usually september october are busier usually december is slow so we kind of naturally get these like breaks where it's easy to get away your phone's not ringing like crazy you're not getting 140 emails a day you're getting 20 it's different and so naturally we have these like opportunities to refresh ourselves but in those like Moments in twenty seventeen and twenty twenty one in May and June when you're at the towards the end of the busy season and you're fucking exhausted yeah it's those like texts and those reminders and those phone calls and those emails with like people that are so excited about every correspondence with you because they're achieving this like wicked goal it's it propels you and it gets you out of bed and it like makes you stay up late and uh i don't know other industries that have this type of relationship with a client and it's very very cool that's why i love this industry so much
1: yeah the uh
0: the highs and lows they're there oh yeah
1: um one thing that i've never learned really is uh what's kind of enough when you're too busy, you're, you say you're too busy, but then when it dies off ever so slightly, you're like, I wish I was there again. <laughs> you know that feeling? For sure. And it just, it goes to crickets. Yeah. You're, you're not even like somewhat slower, you are crickets. It's either, it seems like it's that way. We're slow or we're cooking. Yeah. There's no like Dan Corsi mode, you know, two deals a month. It doesn't exist. Crappy. No. I like that no. mode. Um, I look back and like think of, you know, for anybody that, that wants to kill it and crush it, and you don't have the help. And 2021, for example, I remember I'm in this, I'm in, I'm in a presentation with an older couple that didn't have DocuSign and needed the, just needed me there to go through all this. And I'm sitting there and I remember finishing, their house sold, crazy hugs, had the tea. And I'm, you know, this is face down for like two hours in a market where I had three buyers writing. We had four multiple offers and I'm like, oh no, when I got to turn this over. So I turn this over and I have 67 WhatsApp chat, green marks. And so I'm sitting in the truck for three hours, like just like just responding to all of these chats. And I messaged Dev and I'm like, this is crazy Dev. I like screenshotted it. I'm like, this is, I can't do this. I I can't do this anymore. Like we need help. And that's when Nairi came on. Um, So if you really want to be busy and think it, you will handle it for a while. But I can't stress enough, like, hiring the right help out of the gate, out of the gate. Because that, uh, that probably took, like, three years off my life, those 67 green circles. That's crazy. Right. And everybody's very high-stressed. So you got to remember, in, a, in, a, in an active market, it's very emotional. It's like, people don't think about things, right? The roof's leaking tight. What do we do? We need 40 grand off. Nobody. Like, well. Listen, it's, it's maybe five grand to fix those couple of boards. Like, let's just calm down. Yeah. Um, so I still still to this day, I don't know, I don't know what, I, what I like or what I want. I, I like to be busy. I don't like to be crickets. But when it really dies off and turns off, now I'm kind of enjoying it a lot. Like, I, I've had a couple of days lately where it's been like nothing. And I'm like out back, like cleaning the sheep pen. Like loading some hay, this is kind of nice too. It's nice too because if you're a really good agent and you're good at what you do, business will always come. That's one thing that Dad told me is that like there's a bit of a lull, but get ready, bunch are coming. Do a good job, and it's 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 like that. Our business is like, it's just steady flow. And again, those flyers that I did, those notepads I did, those door hangers I did, none of them came from that. It came from the guy where I replaced his fifty eight hundred dollar a water machine and somebody said real estate and you and
0: overheard and screamed that's where it comes from right one thing jamie mentioned to me i think it was my first summer i got licensed 2014 march so it was like aug july or august and it starts slowing and i'm like literally not knowing what the hell to do with myself i have 15 minutes free i have no clue what to do what am i supposed to do jamie what am i supposed to do is there like a door to no knock on like what what should we be marketing right now and he's like, he said, enjoy the slow period. Yeah. And so I try to stress that with the realtors on our team because mo- the three of them now are each at least five years into the business. And so they get it. But year one, two, three. You're hustling and you're wanting to be busy all the time and you have this slow month of August and there's two weeks in a row where you have like two buyer tours and you're trying to figure out what the hell to do. What do you like to do outside of real estate? Yeah. Like play music, go to a concert, like surf. What do you like to do? Do that. Do it in August. Enjoy it. Enjoy the slow period because it's coming back quick. Yeah. And then you're going to be asking me to start covering showings again. And like, you're going to be just overwhelmed.
1: Yeah. I never appreciated like, Going to a concert for a night, or just going away and like, it's crazy when you go away for a weekend. Maybe it's two nights, maybe it's one, and it feels like a week for us because you're just not used to that change of environment, right? Like Dev, I'm off. The calendar's blocked. I'm I'm away for a day and a half. A day and a half feels like a week. What you're like? What day? we got to get? What's going on? When's a team meeting?
0: Yeah,
1: right. Because you are so involved in everybody's life and the day to day. So, I agree with that. Like th- those slow times and like. Go for that picnic, go for that bike ride, go to that concert, go for a night to Whistler. It's good for your head. And you'll be a better realtor when you step back from it. 100%. Do you take days off? No. Is there a day off set that you take?
0: Absolutely not.
1: Okay. So for, for no them, they have that. set days. Um, I just kind of start the week. I figure out that, okay, these days are going to be a little slower for me and I'll, I'll block that off as I go. Uh, but I'm the same. I don't have a set day. A lot of people... Do have that. I think if you're newer, you shouldn't do that. You just got to do what you got to go when you got to go. But um, you do got to take time.
0: I think everyone is very different, and I think everyone balance is different. This like I, myth of work life balance is is garbage. It, every single person I think needs to figure out what is the balance for them. And for me, I value the people that choose to work with us so much. That if they text me and i say i have a day off and i don't reply for 24 hours i'm doing them a disservice so i really firmly believe that i'm i can take i can go away on a vacation but my phone is always with me i'm always answering text messages i'm in the whatsapp groups i'm answering emails yeah i just if i'm on the other end of that message and it's a 24-hour return time i'm not impressed and i'm not using that no, person. no we're stressed at 15 minutes I'm like 100 yo, yo dad did you what happened to you
1: son i look at my emails tuesday at nine yeah <laughs> come on um and it's one of those I'm things i'm kind of the same i'm, I'm the yeah. same as you i just go with the flow when i go away i'm still on and i'm messaging people right away but i'm i'm loving the fact that i'm golfing here in california yeah Right? Or I'm, I'm, I'm having lunch here. But
0: in between shots, I'm messaging, like I'm emailing people back.
1: <laughs> but where else can you do that? Totally. There's not many other things where you can actively sell a house while counting up your triple book. You know what I mean? Um, and that's why people, I think, yeah, it's, it's a great it's a great career, but man, do you have to work hard? Do you have to do a, just a damn good job to be day in and day out? day in and day out. So the thing that I I realized that over the years, I realized that I didn't, the more people that come into my office, new people and like want to say hi, say like, I just want to come in and introduce myself. Such a compliment for people to see the good and hard work, you know, and recognize that as, a, as another realtor, as another colleague to recognize good hard work. That feels good.
0: So I know we're doing something It's almost weird to think about, like, because I look at you as one of, if not the leader in Greater Vancouver Real Estate for the way service and marketing is supposed to be. I'd like to put our team in that category, but, like, there's very few. And so, as a new realtor, like, I have a a friend from high school who just got a real estate license and he was over here a couple nights ago and... Just got it? uh, Like six months ago maybe something like that good luck buddy good so luck. <laughs> a lot of the, his conversation he he just hears so many things from so many different people he's yeah. like someone told him you gotta spend money on rew another person told him is like you gotta do this another person is like you got to cold call six hours a day another person's oh, like yeah. right there's so many things and and he's like Danny, you've done it well what the hell am i supposed to listen to what yeah. am i supposed to do and so it's just like it's entertaining it's it's uh it's challenging to give advice because my story is gonna be very different than his story is gonna be very different than your story you gotta figure out what what you can stay consistent with and that was my big um I guess summary of the whole conversation was consistency pick something and you gotta do it consistently and continue to get better whether that is social media whether that is Door knocking and cold calling, whether that is like, there's no point, literally zero point. You're just throwing money away if you donate five thousand dollars to Realtor.ca for two months. Yeah, it's, it doesn't work. Are you prepared to do that for the next ten years? That's I funny you say I that. Think every so.
1: every larger decision that we make, whether it's a REW ad or suppliers, um the commitment's eight months. Like it's it's eight because I know it's six. It's noticed. 8 to 12 it's like recognized.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um that's like a flying marketing campaign whatever it is. It's it's a year to get it going. So if you commit to something, that's it. It's a year. Do you do any like networking entrepreneur groups? Um we have some mastermind groups that we're in, which is nice. Meet with other colleagues. Um I guess Is to- it all real
0: estate? No.
1: No. the CEOs, business owners.
0: It's nice to meet with other people non real estate. I'm in one and the, uh, whatever they're called, administrator, there's like someone who runs them and schedules them and whatever. At the beginning of the last one, he says, I want you each to ask the group a question. It can be about anything. So one of the person, one of the, uh, people were going around and everyone's giving their answers and there's a bunch of discussion. then the next question was, what's your Oak tree idea? Or what is your oak tree process that you're building in your business? And naturally people are like, what What are you talking about? <laughs> what's yeah. this, What's this oak tree? And he's like, what seeds are you planting today that are going to pay off in your business in 10 years from now? Like the tree is going to grow. It takes a lot of time. But you're not getting any benefit from it in the next 12 months. And I thought that was a really interesting idea. And the first thing that came to mind for me was the real estate podcast. And I think... Cost us a lot of money right now. Every month we're paying producer Carl. We're paying to advertise it on social media. We're like, it costs money. It costs our time. And I'd say the return is very little. But in a decade from now, and starting next week, we're going to be marketing it a lot better in the hopes of education, right? Like, our yeah. goal with the podcast is to share knowledge that a lot of realtors don't know but most consumers don't know and so we just want like the interesting thing about a business is every single well 99 percent of transactions that you do are with another agent mm-hmm. so if that agent is more educated is better it communicates better knows how to write a proper contract knows how to negotiate based on sales and like they're gonna go smoother it makes your job easier makes your job funner yeah so this is our whole thing with the podcast is education for realtors and consumers so that was my answer to this thing do you have an oak tree idea do you have like an oak tree process do you have something that like you're spending a lot of time energy money on today that you're seeing in a few years from now a decade from now that is going to be a big um i spend a well i spend a
1: lot of money every month on my business on all different all different things we know where every penny is spent our business tracker shows the returns on the money and uh if you're not three to one on your money spend to return kick it get rid of it you should be getting at least three to one back for every dollar you spend
0: do you think it's that simple
1: is it that simple? No, but I feel like it's, it's not worth it.
0: If Cause how do you 50 track, 50 but it, how do you it? track the power of the social media that you've posted in the last eight years?
1: You can't track that. What I can track is every person I can contact with. It's how'd you get my name? And then I got it. I got to let Diane know. Die this girl, this guy in Trello, this is where he's from. This is where he's from. This is where he's from. I like to see that. I like to see it's working. Mm. Some things are working better than others. Um, even though something's not working, it doesn't mean it's not working. It's like a flyer, right? It's recognized, but they're not calling you. It's still working. That's why consistency is so huge. Like you say, I was like the flyer guy. Like Mail Out Monday was like my thing for 10 straight years, weekly. I do. Send 1,000, 1,200, 1,000, 1,200 every week. It paid off, but it didn't pay off as much as this. Um, video and like the way you talk the way you speak you can i i already know you or i really know you okay i don't know i come in here just know you're a good dude just because i see you all the time you can't make it up right so if you're a person that uh, wants to try new things like you say consistency i would say get on the video forget the door knocking get on the video give people educational stuff provide value let the interactions flow um, I did a TikTok the other day on that uh, we're predicted to drop another 30% or whatever the hell it was. And the interactions were nuts of just the general public. It's going more than that, bud. Yeah, You're a greasy realtor, bud. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah. And like, and, but you know what? Every comment, TikTok algorithm, up, yeah. up. And the, the quicker I comment on back to it, up, up. Trick is to reply to all these. You mentioned before, yeah. Gary Vee. Yeah. Uh, Gary Vee, by the way, did a seminar. I think it was in Reno and it's on YouTube. I'll send you the link. It was unbelievable. He did it for all realtors. And he talks about the next kind of three years in the real estate game and the importance of video and social media. And you should be posting, I think he said six to 10 times a day. Yeah. Every day, seven days a week. And mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a post, a story is a post. Sure um something 6 to 10 times a day or you'll get decimated. Yeah. He um he asked who's using TikTok in the crowd and um I would say 10% of the crowd put their hand up. Um he asked he asked the crowd who was making money off of TikTok and video and one young gentleman put his hand up and he did like 55 transactions last year off of TikTok videos. And the whole crowd was just Amazed. And then you got 45 year veteran buddy plowing out his 25. And this guy, brand new in the business, 55. You can bet your ass that these guys are gonna smoke us. So you gotta get on there now. And TikTok is a younger crowd. Um, average video watch is two point six seconds. That's the watch on a TikTok. So you better hook it quick. That's your hook, right? 15 seconds max, good hook. Um But all those 18 to 25-year-olds, because that's the generation of TikTok, are saying, mom, dad, you got a list. Got a list with Danny. This guy's a cool cat. He's a good dude. That's where you're getting those leads. They're telling their grandma and they're telling their parents. So it's a lot different than people calling you saying, I've been following you, man, like on Instagram. You know, it's 40-year-old. They've been following me for five years. But the 18-year-old, to see Danny's just crushing the content, he's constant. He's giving good tips. You can have some funny stuff um, on there, which is good. I mean, these, these reels that you can do are hilarious. Some of them take off. Some people get a ton of business from it. Um, but if you're consistent with the video and the social media, I'm telling you right now, you're going to do 50 plus deals a year.
0: What is your, so you're doing a lot of TikTok. I do zero. Uh, I would what? say a lot. I'm into, I've got into it a
1: lot in the last 90 days. Okay. Um, by consistently posting my reels that I've done professionally filmed onto TikTok. And just choosing a um, trending song and making sure the TikTok is no more than 20 seconds, max 20 seconds, but like making sure that I have a good hook. Right. Um, What is that? Like, here's how I made an extra 30,000 a year in real estate. Who doesn't want to know that? Right. That was a big viewed video. This, I went to the same coffee shop every Tuesday, chatted with everybody in there, you know, met a bunch of people. And sure enough, a bunch of people use me right? Simply by getting a coffee once a week at the same spot. That's how I made an extra 30,000 a year from that coffee shop. So it's like that it's just that hook, like give people that, ah, that's good. Right? Your Facebook ads are being rejected because of this. Oh, I got to know this because they're all getting rejected. Where's my money going? Right? <laughs> so you got to provide a really good hook. And that's what TikTok's important for that. This like week you got to get it off the bat thinking of content to do. If I was to give some advice, you better have at least two to three months worth of content planned and booked because it's a lot easier to film 20 at a time than it is to go film out two. Yeah, Just crank out 20. Just get in the mindset and crank it out. Um, as people try social media and videos, I would say on average for realtors, like I could count on my hand 33,000, 3,200 realtors in Fraser Valley. We don't have near what you guys have. We have like 3,200. I would say five of them all males currently are recognized on video as a realtor. Mm. There's no female. I can't believe it. There, We have so many awesome female realtors and not one
0: of them stand out in video. The, the potential there is wild. The one that I follow that I see often and pretty consistently is Christy Mas- Masero. Yeah, Christy's in our office. Yeah. Uh, she has a team as
1: well. Um, she's a really good realtor. Um, doesn't do a lot of like content stuff Yeah, kind of it's just more of the day-to-day which is great but not all the time in face yeah there's no one that stands out like that so if you're a female realtor the potential is wild it's wild and so all these people try it and you kind of see them on video and you think oh he's trying to awesome danny here he goes and then two weeks later he's gone no more video that's it Uh, no more intros in your video. No more educational mm-hmm. videos. So if you stay consistent with the video, your business will, will like 3X.
0: So this is when I had this meeting with my buddy, a uh, young realtor. And this happens pretty often. Like I get a lot of, re- you probably do too. First year realtors message you on Instagram saying, hey, can, can I meet you for a coffee? I ask you yeah. questions. And it's the same message. Is like consistency is huge. But How do I make a million dollars? Well, man. To. You got to get a rock. No,
1: you (laughs) got to yeah, I, those questions are asked a lot.
0: And, and then, so this guy had talked to a bunch of people and he had these so many different ideas. I said, okay, well, what is the purpose of cold calling and door knocking? What is the purpose? It's like to get a listing. I said, exactly. It's very, very, very short-term thinking. Once you stop doing that. So let's say you do it for six months. Maybe it results in a lead or two. Great you need to eat it helps but if you stop after six months dead all the work that you had done in cold calling and door knocking means nothing literally zero do you have a website no that's important because every single day you can post a blog you can post video you can post new listings you can post like joe's top six picks of the week yeah whatever Foreclosures of the week. We might start seeing foreclosures soon. You might. And guess what that does for you long term? What? Well, you're just consistently building. You're building more SEO, you're building a really, really, really powerful marketing machine. Takes a lot of time and effort to do that, but every single minute that you're putting in and piece of content that you're putting into this website, to your social media, to whatever, is consistently growing.
1: And you look like a busy realtor. People like to see people active. Where did Danny go? Where did he go? No, stay on there. I, I think that's one thing that, that I benefit from is like, you're always on. You're always on because I'm always showing it. And, oh, I got it. I just, it comes natural wherever I am just to make sure I show people what's working for me. If, if there's no, you know, if I'm getting 80 listings a year, uh, people want to know how. This is what works.
0: Back to what we started talking about is like new agents into this industry. How do you, how do you succeed? And being part of a team gives you so many benefits. One of which is you're seeing a hundred transactions that basically propels you. You mentioned five years into your career. You have someone to go to at any time of day for advice on a contract and a term that you've never seen before. But I think the biggest thing is it gives you unlimited ammo. To show the world that you're now being a busy realtor. You're not involved in every transaction. Nobody knows.
1: Nairi Ny- uh, says the same thing to me. Well, it's not my listings. Why should I post them on my thing? It's the teams.
0: You're part of K- the team.
1: You're, you are involved in this. You're at the, you you're came at the to, house You showing? came to the house. Talk about it. You, yeah. you, you're at the photo shoot? Talk about it. I agree. You, the, you, if you when don't have sells, anything to talk about and you don't have any listings to show... It's, it's hard to look busy. But when there's stuff going on,
0: post it. Post it. Show people you're rocking it. It took a few years, but it got to the point where, like, I have some friends that have siblings or cousins or, like, in-laws that are realtors. And so when they're buying and selling, they're using the in-law. Get it. But they're calling me and asking me for my advice before they're signing a contract with their in-law. Yeah. And that to me is almost like a bigger fuck yeah than getting their listing because deep down you know i love it i love it. Y- you know it. that they you're, know. you know they know that you're the guy they know
1: but we're gonna give little little liam here we have an to. opportunity right yeah, we have liam you know he's, he's eating nutra <laughs> he's got to get off the nudies we have he's got to my get his i don't use his wife my brother would be upset i can i feel that i feel that feeling when you just said that yeah. of um I've had it. I've had it before. Ty, we got it. We're going to list, you know, with the, my wife's nephew. He's got it. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> what do you th- where it. do you think we should be? That to me is, that's the same. That's a compliment. Yeah. Because like, I know if the Liam isn't around, you were mm-hmm. listening together, but give the guy a chance, you know? And the way that I react towards you telling me that, the next one's mine. Then, then Right? I, 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 I. I've done videos before on like burning bridges um, and uh, for sale by owners, expiries, losing listings. I love those. We have, we have generated letters that we send to those people. So when I lose a listing or somebody is for sale by owner or somebody expires, um, they get a letter from me for sale by owners. Are, I send them a congratulations. I let them know that I'm excited for them, that they're giving a shot on their own. Yeah. They're trying to save money and I'll be in contact with them weekly. To let them know where we're at in the market. And I hit them. I hit them every week. I keep hitting them. And I'm, I'm not burning a bridge on anything. I'm, I'm Go for it. Just keep, keep doing it. Maybe you will save some money. But at the end of the day, I'm there. Losing a listing is important to be happy about it. Let them know that the realtor they chose is a good realtor. We're all trying to do a good job. So you're, chances are we're up against somebody that does a good job. So I let them know they're going to do a good job for you you know if it expires because they listed too high because they didn't list to us they might come back to us right or the next one maybe they're going to buy and use us for the next one because we had a really good relationship they were shocked that i answered like that you know danny's a great guy he's going to sell your house for a ton of money you know i appreciate the opportunity your house is beautiful and let's just stay in touch i i feel like they will because because they don't expect that they'll be like huh totally (laughs) what we gotta yo we got to use Ty again. We got to give him a shot on the next one. You know, we got that condo. Let's get rid of it. Let's call Ty. So that's one thing that I'm I'm really good at is just always staying positive and just looking at the bright side because like something will come from it. And um, that for sale by owner will call you and say you persistent little shit. And that's what happened with one for sale by owner in particular, Henry Lee, one of my one of my favorite all time clients. Guy was in his nineties trying to sell all his condos for sale by owner, the leader newspaper in Surrey. And I called him up and uh, he said, you persistent little shit. (laughs) So I listed it. But the tact that I said to him is that, listen, Henry, you're in the paper at 150. It was 149.9, little condo in Newton. And I said, "Uh, why don't we put it for 169.9? You get MLS service and you net the same, if not more. And he couldn't, he was like, huh? how does that work? I'm like, listen, minus the commissions, if I sell it for 155, you are going to make money. If you said 140 is your bottom line and I sell for 155, you are making 3,000. And he goes, I'll give it a shot. So we list for 169. We sell for 168 in three days. He netted 9K more than what he was going to ask for. He netted 9,000 more. Yeah. And he says to me, I have four more of these. <laughs> so we sold four more. That was the best. It was just the best he has since passed on. Um, But, you know, just that, just the persistence, stand positive. Uh, If somebody says, somebody says no, respect the no,
0: but like give them, keep giving them value too. My brother bought a house with uh, someone else. Your brother? Two years ago. Year and a half ago. Is his name Liam? No. No. Okay. And uh, I had a few people ask me about it and I said, I congratulated him. I brought I brought him bottle of wine. Yeah, and I said, "Was it one of his buddies?" Uh, it was like a guy he went to high school with, and yeah, yeah. Anyway, the point of the story is, you got in this business, in any sales business, your reputation is the only thing that matters. It is whether it is building reputation online with your website and your social media, or your in person reputation, how you treat people, how you respond to those situations what is the purpose? What is it going to do when you cuss someone out? Like I had a buddy in a uh, high school buddy who I probably showed like 25, 30 condos to <laughs> five years ago. And, and then he calls me one day we had lost on a couple multiple offers. I think it's a 2016 calls me one, uh, like a few days later. And he's like, man, I feel terrible. I'm like, dude, just talk to me. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's like my landlord just called and uh, said they're thinking about selling the condo so they're going to have a realtor come in and and take photos and stuff. And I asked him if we could buy it because we really like this place. I said, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't really know what to do. (laughs) We've had these conversations, but we haven't really... We've talked about a number, but like, and I said, excellent. What are you doing in thirty minutes? It's like, well, I'm at work. So, okay, I'll come by. I'll bring a contract. I'll show you how to write it. You tell me if you want subjects in there. You tell me what the details are. I'll just white out my name and my brokerage, and uh, I'll help you with the subject removal and, like, get it. If you do, you you want to buy this thing? It's like, yeah, we really like it here. Okay, awesome. So I help him. He buys the condo. He's very grateful. I give him a high five, bring him some beer, celebrate with him. Two years later, he goes to sell that, buys a a duplex with me. That was two years ago. And in the last 24 months, I've done six transactions with his family. That's a great story. It's, all about your reputation, any young realtor out there.
1: But you never thought at the time that you wrote that, you never thought about what's this going to bring me in the future?
0: No, you think about like helping people, right? Real estate is so intimidating for so many consumers, right? It's a lot of money. A lot of people in Greater Vancouver, what's the average income in Greater Vancouver? 50, 60 grand. They're saving pennies every single month to try to afford that step up to the townhouse or whatever it may be because they just had a second kid, whatever. I think people um, business. You got to understand that, like, so many emotions are involved in buying a house for your family, for your kids, for your dog, whatever the neighborhood, the school. It's not about money. It's about relationships.
1: Relationships. I just listen. So important. Colleagues' relationships. Yeah. uh, How you treat each other. Um, that lasting impression. Uh, Three years into the business, I was twenty five years old, and I met a guy from Remax Pro Group in Ladner. He has retired since Russ Nugent was his name. He was an absolute beauty. Yeah, I'll never forget this. It's just it's the way that you sh- that other realtors should treat each other. We're talking about a condo in Newton for 160 grand, and um, my listing. And it's possession day, so I'm going to meet him there. And Russ pulls up in his little Cadillac, and he's a he's a beauty. He's kind. He's polite. He's thankful for the service, and he opens his trunk. And he has a bottle of wine. And I'm thinking he's, he's for sure bringing this to his buyer, right? And he gives it to me. And he says, this is for you and your girl. It's one of my favorites. My wife and I love it. Pair it with a nice steak. It's just delicious. It's one of my favorite wines. And, I, and I've never at that moment got a bottle of wine from any realtor or a gift. And I just the way it made me feel, it was $20 out of his jeans. But like the way he said it, the way he gave it to me. It was his personal favorite. He didn't just go grab it. He grabbed like one that was his favorite. And he said to me like, you provided the Stratadocs when you could. You came and opened up for access because I didn't have a lockbox key. Like I, I appreciate that. Um, at that very moment, my whole, the way I treated people changed. I think about Russ all the time. I have his, I have his address where he retired to on the island. And he's just a beauty. Um, that that moment in my career changed the way I treated other realtors. So. Dev and me make it a point on possession day that we bring a bottle of wine to that realtor, and every single time they're shocked. <laughs> they think that I'm going to give it to their client. They, they, I, what's this for? Every single person says the same thing. What's this for? I'm like Dev, best twenty bucks we're ever going to spend because they're gonna they're gonna remember that, and chances are we're going to get involved in something somewhere. There's some listing, and we're not on that side. They're on the other side, and they're like Ty and Dev. They brought us out wine that time, right? Smallest gesture that you can do as an agent is treat somebody else like that, like the way they want to be treated, um, especially in this market and relationships. And they'll remember you forever. And Russ, I remember that day. I remember how I was feeling. I remember what you did for me. And I'll just, it's, just a, it's a good feel-good story of just a really good person.
0: For some reason, in most interactions with realtors, people think their, their natural reaction is defensive. Their natural thought process is, I'm going against this guy and we're going to butt heads and someone is going to pull the tug of war farther than the other and they're going to win. Yeah. It's not the truth. The truth is we're working together to help people, to put them in the situations that they want to be in, right? Seller Jane wants to sell their condo for 500 grand. Buyer Jim is buying his first condo. Jane's trying to go up, upsides, right? Like, right. There needs to be needs more to be camaraderie, requested. man, Yeah. in this stuff. And when you get a phone call from a buyer's agent and says, hey, your seller signed a contract and they said they were gonna professionally clean it and it is not clean. Right. Can you help me out? Right. The answer should be not go fuck yourself. That should be like... But t- the way, t- the the way right, that you
1: man. ask that, I think that changes everything. Not sending some email saying, hey, yeah, do yeah. you actually read your contracts, <laughs> bud? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hang out with Liam. Like you need to, the, when you say, you know what, you know what, Danny, like that was, that was in the contract, man. Like, is there any way, do you want to go halfers on this? Like I'll line it up, you go halfers. Are we cool? I'll send you the invoice. It's going to be, yes. It's going to be, let's do it to make them happy. But I won't mention the realtor's name, South Surrey Townhouse, uh, Unit 93. We just <laughs> ended up selling it. And this realtor says to me, um, the dishwasher isn't working. What are you going to do about it? That's the message. Possession day was on a Saturday and they didn't go into the unit until two and a half weeks later. So could something have happened after that? Maybe, right? Was there a professional inspection there? Yeah, we had one and it it was working fine, but it's not working now. Well, the way that you asked me that, if you would have just changed the scenery, we would have maybe figured something out. But instead- Nope, you got an inspection and you moved in 14 days later, right? So the relationships are important. Show me the respect off the bat. We're gold. We're gold. You want 200 bucks from me for cleaning? Heck yeah, it's going to be in your inbox in a second.
0: If they had brought you a bottle of wine on possession day and said, Ty, thanks so much. You were great to work with. Thanks for providing the Stratadocs. And then they called you two weeks later and they said, Ty, I'm really sorry to make this phone call, man. Like, it sucks. My buyers took a couple of weeks to move in. I'm not sure why. I don't know what happened in those 2 weeks maybe a mouse got into the house <laughs> maybe it chewed up the the drainage pipes of the uh, dragonfly man Swerved yeah of uh, the dishwasher i don't know <laughs> but this thing's leaking now of course we're going to figure Came it you out home. exactly
1: of course we're going to figure it but out
0: not like bro uh, you fucked up then <laughs>
1: <Dan>, you fucking <laughs> clown you shouldn't wear hats all the time you know what man we it's interesting cuz the, the the wine story now sticks with me and i love i love bringing the wine to other realtors Uh, But a lot of other realtors are too busy or they say, can you meet my client? It happens. Yeah. And so I'll go there and I have this bottle of wine. (laughs) So I give it to the buyer (laughs) and I say, hey, congratulations on your home. I've had multiple calls back over the years of just, it's that final piece. Their guy didn't show up. I did a walkthrough. I showed them I got the house clean for them. The carpets are washed. Here's your shutoffs because we didn't go show through that. Just come on you know, like give them, that's what they need. If you can't show up on possession key day for your client, you shouldn't be selling real estate. That, that, that is like, that is the time to shine. They are, they have been, they didn't sleep last night. They haven't slept the last three nights waiting for keys and you didn't show up. Make it work. Right. I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm amazed at just why people don't. Um, I'm the one giving your client a bottle of wine and not on purpose because you didn't show up. It's just (laughs) what I do. The wine's got to go somewhere. (laughs) So your buyer gets it. And he gets my fridge magnet too and a notepad. Uh, But just do good. Just do good. Just do good. Just do good. And like your first response to everything, just take, step back, take a breath and let's make it work, right?
0: Maybe we'll wrap up, but that was a good way to finish, I think, is... Realtors, if you're buyer's if mind. your number one no. goal no, if your number one goal <laughs> is to make a paycheck it's going to be a this career is going to be a struggle. If your number one goal is to make people happy it's going to be such a phenomenal fun ride. You'll benefit early in your career. That's how I find it. Yeah, your business will
1: business will explode. Be consistent. Have good relationships.
0: Just enjoy it. All this stuff matters, right? Like all the marketing matters. All the social media, all the content built up over the last decade, it matters a lot. What matters more than that is the way you treat the people that you're working with. 100%. Choose to that. Absolutely.